0: Growler Media presents Joe vs. the Minute. Welcome back to Joe vs. the Minute, where we are taking you to the volcano one minute at a time. I feel like this is the smooth jazz intro. <laughs> Maybe it's Do you want I'm me to
1: start singing Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now again?
2: I would love that.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> you were ready for him to call your bluff, <laughs> were <are> you? <laughs> uh, oh.
1: And we can build this world together. This song's from Mannequin, I know because of the video, and I watched it because we're recording shortly after the Wonder Woman video. All right. Anyway.
0: Where was alternate universe future tyranny to stop you from doing that? <laughs> All Germany of a sudden, a German apparently. woman's at her your like, <laughs> the traffic sucked getting here.
2: <laughs> so- I mean, guten tag.
1: <laughs> I was fully prepared to sing to you guys and then pretend that that had never happened thanks to the power of editing. But now you've wrapped it back to our previous episode. <laughs> Shoot. I will have to think about that. Please, please introduce the minute so we can move on.
0: Well, before I introduce the minute, let's all introduce ourselves. I'm Jarf, and the wonderful songstress you heard it, earlier... <laughs> She sang a song. If you hear me saying this and you didn't hear a song, it was cut out. And then we have a guest with us returning on Friday. Hello, Brad.
2: Hey, guys. This is Brad from the Cosmic Geppetto podcast. Uh, You know, just uh, wondering when Tierney's going to record that song for a proper album and release it. You're not going to be able to edit this out. We're going to be just mentioning the entire episode.
1: Actual movies by minutes notes for this minute, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I have things I never noticed before watching this movie. I have thoughts on character development. I have thoughts on actors in these roles.
2: You have notes about being a little pitchy on that song. (laughs) This
1: is kind (laughs) of. And nothing's
2: going to stop us now.
1: (laughs) I feel personally attacked (laughs) by my own vocal cords.
0: So why don't I say what this minute starts and ends with? That, <laughs> that could would, be a place to start.
1: That would be wonderful. Thank you.
0: Okay. <laughs> minute 51 starts with Joe facing his mortality while talking to Angelica at their little, at her little makeout point. And I, I know
1: it, I wrote that, but I don't know that I agree with it anymore. Now that we're actually watching this one minute at a time. <laughs>
0: About him facing his mortality. Yeah,
1: but we'll, we'll, we'll get there in our discussion, I'm sure. We'll,
0: we'll get there. I just know what the spreadsheet says, people. Yeah. <laughs> and it ends with Joe and Angelica agreeing to meet for breakfast before his ocean voyage. And specifically, and I would say tragically, it ends with them cutting one of my favorite lines in the movie off. So we don't get the liberty jibbet callback until next week, and and that makes me so sad because the, the
1: Charf, that get the just setup. means you have a whole other week involved to to think about the Fliberty Gibbet line before we move on.
0: Great way to look at it. Okay,
1: yeah. you can be thinking about that line all weekend.
0: See, this is why your positive perspective is so important. And the reason that this podcast is so great is because we build this thing together. (laughs) Oh, God damn it. (laughs) See, I came at you all sincere and it was just set up
2: (laughs) for a So have the
1: bugs always been this loud? Because I did not notice them until the beginning of this minute.
2: I noticed that too. It, it, It was like, and I actually, I love it. I love the sound of crickets and the bugs and everything. It
1: makes sense, but I did not notice it in the previous minutes. Did someone like just hit the a slider a little too far <laughs> on this minute?
0: Maybe as the the mood of their conversation intensifies, the bugs sense that and they become agitated as well.
1: Ooh, I like that. All right. Don't you
2: make excuses for the sound guy. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> no, I like that. Sympathetic bugs. Or empathetic? no, sympathetic. Yeah, sympathetic. Yeah. I I had to think it through. But yeah, that that was my first No, which is very superficial. And I had another Movies by Minutes moment watching this minute. I think I had noticed her license plate before, but I had not gotten a chance to talk about it. Good girl? I hate this car now. Ew! (laughs) Ew! Her dad bought her this car and the license plate is good girl? Just threw up a little in my mouth.
0: Ooh, that is really bad. Right? What's the worst personalized license plate you've ever seen in life or fiction?
2: Uh, I don't know. I, with me, it's just the ones I see where it's like, it's obviously a personalized plate. I have no idea what it means. I, I don't know if personal license plate is where you should do the in-joke. Mm. Um, I'm, uh, I'm thinking of the Nutty Professor where it was a P-E-N-S car. It's like, okay, I get it. But all right. The license plate, the personal license plates don't bother me. I live in the middle of Pennsylvania, or as it's often called, Pensilucky, and uh, just see an awful lot of uh, truck testicles. Oh, it's like uh,
0: not not a fan of those.
2: That no. is
1: not necessary at all.
2: It's like, well, let me see. Yeah, uh, truck testicles, gun rack, and a Trump sticker. I know exactly where I'm at.
1: That is actually worse than the car on my street that I hate, which. I'd walked by a lot and I knew there was a decal that was very similar to uh, you, when you said that it made me think of the the flaps with the girl silhouette mm, uh-huh. and this was the next step up. This is a like not racing car but kind of in that vein and they have a decal on it and it's it's not the silhouette but it's the same idea. It's like a very stylized girl heels sitting the feet and i was like all right whatever who cares and then one day i walked by the other side of that car and there is also a decal on the other side the other side is where the gas tank is and it is a decal of a woman spread so that when you pump your gas you are
2: making this up oh no it is
1: parked in front of my house or the house next door right now and it's it's have you real gross?
2: Burn <laughs> you see the owner it of this all vehicle. down. You need to describe who owns this car.
1: I have never seen anyone getting in and out of it, but they obviously live on my street, so I probably have. You know what? Actually. I don't want to see them because there is someone else with a different car, same style. Like it's, it's, it's not a race car, but it's kind of headed that way. This one's black. They have a, they do not have that decal, but they have another decal. And I did see the guy getting out of that car and he had a daughter, like an eight-year-old daughter. And I'm just like, sir, in my mind, I was like, it was bad already. And somehow that makes it worse. And I know that's a double standard, but I don't care because ew. You drive your daughter around in that, but... So I don't want to know what the yellow car's owner is. It's probably So in comparison,
0: good girl, vanity plate?
1: Not bad at all.
0: (laughs) Not bad at all.
1: Oh, I've looped. I love this now. (laughs) I just, I really, I always thought this was an awesome car, but that's because I'm biased and wanted to be a blonde living where it's warm, so... Although Patricia would not have this car. But it all it all is of a piece in my mind.
0: What kind of car do you think Patricia would have?
1: Oh.
2: Jeep Wrangler. Mm. Yeah. I agree. Something that you can still put the top down, but it's something you go off roading with.
1: The ship is back on. <laughs> all aboard. <laughs> Ooh, all aboard. <laughs> no, that's a train. I no, wanted that, that a Jeep a Wrangler. Well. So bad. I want, I want that was my like dream car <laughs> for a while. I like that then. Although she is a grain of more, would it, would it be a Land Rover or a Range Rover, whichever one of theirs? Because mm, that's the basically off?
2: a fancy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Like a super expensive, but same idea. So I don't know.
2: Yeah. I could see her asking for the Jeep Wrangler and getting the Land Rover.
1: Yeah. And w- she would w- still drive it. She wouldn't like refuse on principle.
0: So, Tierney, you mentioned something earlier. Let's circle back to that. This minute ostensibly starts with Joe facing his mortality. This was your initial impression of the minute, but as we are digging into it, you said that you are not sure that you agree with that assessment anymore. Explain.
1: Cause he's talking about at the beginning of the last minute, he was saying like, I'm very troubled and he's saying, there's only so much time you wanna spend it. Well, you can see him thinking about himself, like realizing that this could apply to him. And then he almost shakes himself out of it. So I'm here with you. and turns it back around to talking about her. And so I, I don't think he's facing his mortality yet. I think in the, at the beginning of this minute, he is realizing that what he said kind of without thinking to respond to her could also, oh, I don't know, be applied to his situation as well, and he doesn't like the way it feels once he starts having that conversation.
0: Remind me what he says that leads her into the callback line that you were hoping that we would get this week.
1: Oh, um, I have no response to that. Yes. So he said this whole thing that he's very troubled. Uh, There's like, there's only so much time you want to use it. Well, so I'm here talking to you. I don't want to, does he say, I don't want to waste that. I don't want to, I'd, I'd have to look at the, uh, let me replay it real quick. I don't want to throw that away. And then he kind of like head tilts a little, like, He's eye contact with her, like, I'm talking to you. I don't want to waste that. Almost like, well, we're having a moment here. And her response is, I have no response to that. And that's when he says, well, then maybe you should take me back to the hotel.
0: So that's so interesting because when you separate the dialogue, it sounds like this is him making a move. But there was never a part of the date where I get the sense that he was making a move. He, no. He she I, tries <clears throat> to connect with her
2: and... Well, that was what I was going to say. That was exactly He's not making a move. He's actually trying to connect. So it's not about yes. trying to get her into bed or whatever. It's
1: And I mean, maybe depending on how she had... Re- if she What her response was, that might have been where it ended up. But that wasn't his goal. Right. I think that makes a difference. I think the, the way he's like... Kind of looking at her at the, when he finishes talking, I think if she had opened up back to him, he was like, oh, maybe this is going, like, this could go somewhere. He's open to that possibility. But you're right, Brad. Like, his goal is never to get in Angelica's pants. He's trying to have an open conversation with her.
2: Yeah, and, and you can see that in a, f- in a few seconds, because... And she's, she seems surprised that he isn't trying to.
1: Oh, we'll, we'll get to her. Or actually, no, we can do it now. So when he says that and he says, well, maybe you should take me back. Can we, first of all, give a quick shout out to her wiping the tear when she turns around to put the car in, to back up the car? <gasps> Oh, it's a little thing. It's so good. But uh, when she drops him off, notice when she says she could come up, when she essentially propositions him, she is not looking anywhere at him. When she says, do you want to get breakfast tomorrow before you go? They are talking to each other. Her saying, I will come up and have sex with you tonight has nothing to do with any of the conversation they have had.
2: No, you're right. You're right.
1: And then when he rejects her, she's like, you want to get breakfast? Like, like it's almost like she's like, oh, well, then let me re- try relating to you as a person. And that's when they connect.
2: It was so important, that scene, because... In the, that that part of this minute, because it really shows Joe's a good guy. He's he is the hero of this story, and he's certainly imperfect, but he's trying to do the right thing, and he's doing it effortlessly. It's not that he's really tempted to say what he needs to say to get into her pants or anything like that. It's like, oh well, uh, you yeah, uh, know, I don't think it's a good idea for you to come up, but yeah, I'll I'll have lunch breakfast with you tomorrow. He's doing the right thing effortlessly, and that that means a lot.
1: Yeah, well, and I think. Let's loop back to Monday. I decided at 18 years old that I was not going to date or sleep with English majors who wore linen suits to their poetry <laughs> readings in the co-op. That did not mean I went in. I had many dinners with him in the dining hall. I, you know, this was one of the people I hung out with most of my freshman year of college. Didn't mean that I couldn't have a conversation with the guy. It was just very much like, oh, we are going to relate to each other on a different level.
2: That poor guy, he has no idea that he's part of this conversation. (laughs) He's like, he's just somewhere in his linen suit with his uh, scarves. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I had a nice time in college. And he's like, not realizing that hundreds of thousands of people are going to be listening to this podcast.
0: (laughs) That is the funniest thing that you've said all week. (laughs) So... I am looking back on this scene and the the rest of this week in the screenplay. And it's interesting to draw a comparison between how it ended up on the screen and how they were exploring in the screenplay because it's a lot more explicit along the lines of Angelica trying to find the courage to do what she wants to do. When he has the line in the screenplay, it's, you see, you know what you're afraid of doing. Why don't you do it? See what happens. That's not exactly how it landed, but
1: (laughs) very close,
0: very close. The direction that it gives is inspired by him. She hesitates on the brink of courage for a moment. She finds it and lifts her hands to say yes, but her courage fails her she gets a chill and then that's when she becomes defensive and says this is one of those conversations that doesn't cost you anything oh, i've
1: always loved that fight
0: yes it's a it's a good fight but i i don't think that they you you do get the progression if we go back to the date with dd where she has the closed fist
1: i was just gonna relate the date with dd <laughs> sorry go ahead
0: so i think that's the, that's the way they they visually told that progression of finding your courage and reaching out but I, I they went in some different directions with how it played out in the date here i, 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 I yeah
1: i i do miss that we don't have the explicit hand thing I think that would have been very useful for a young person trying to pick up on symbolism. But I think it's an interesting contrast. The date with Dee Dee, a woman he's known for years. What was it? Seven years at that point? But a woman he's known for years who he has a relationship with, a friendship with. He goes on the date. They end up going back to his place. They're making out. He's clearly totally willing to go for it, but feels he needs to be honest. Tells her she can't handle it that's the end of that and now here is a woman who he's just met he feels a connection with her but every time he tries to deepen that connection she pulls back and so when she propositions him he says no like it's a it's a really interesting flip that, that it's such a different relationship with these two women. And you see that. And, and when you were saying that Joe is being a nice guy without trying. Like, he's just a guy living his life. And some women he's interested in sleeping with. And some women he's not. And maybe he could have been if things had gone differently. But they didn't. Here they are. He She does not need to come up to his hotel room. He's like, that's fine. But when she says, let's get breakfast, he's like, yeah, like, I'm not I'm not getting out of this car saying like, oh, I never want to see this woman again. Like, he just doesn't want to have sex with her tonight. That's all. Just moving on with friendship.
0: <laughs> and I think that is a great message. If you separate how important that message is and think about the situation in purely pragmatic terms, is it a little surprising considering his whole I'm going to jump into a volcano <laughs> in a matter of days, weeks tops. Is it surprising that he doesn't say, "Oh, all right, let's do it?" Cuz they don't Joe. really they don't really play it like that in the movie. It's not like you are there in the audience saying, "What are you doing, man? You're you're blowing a yeah. perfectly good chance here." It feels right that, that he says yeah. no.
2: Well, he he's not being presented as somebody who's He's not presented as somebody who I haven't I I haven't partied hard enough. And that, <laughs> and, but that would be a perfectly acceptable movie. You can make that interesting as well as like a guy who uh, has had this stifling life and realized that he has two weeks to live and he's just going to go crazy and party as hard as he possible. And then at the end, he realizes what he really was missing the entire time was love. They they cut that section out so you don't see him smoking and drinking and. Uh, s- Belunking and uh, cliff diving and stuff Like that it, that's not what he was looking for He's a guy who has denied Himself connection with other people And that's what he's looking for
1: And he has a moment like When he's being kind of manic in the restaurant With Dee. she's Responsive like she's a little overwhelmed By it she doesn't open her hand Obviously but like that's going Well you know this Conversation doesn't <laughs> And So I think you're right we're not we're not rooting for them to sleep together. No, you want
2: him to, you know, basically say, it's like, put your arms around me, baby. Don't ever let me go.
0: <laughs> You're so mean.
2: Been a few minutes since we did that. Now you are
1: quoting lyrics I don't even recognize, <laughs> but I know they obviously must be from that song.
2: <laughs> <sighs> hey, listen, Junior, all I need is you.
0: That song was ranked the worst song in a local radio countdown of the the top 50 worst songs of all time and it's not even the worst starship
2: song come on (laughs) no it isn't it's
0: like what world are you living in is it a world without joy
2: it's definitely a world without we built this city because that song is garbage oh wait shoot it was we built the city oh, no no Aww. go with it jar go with it no one's gonna follow up and fact check you.
1: <laughs> this local radio station
2: that son of a gun lied to me
0: <laughs> no I, i'm serious it i was mistaken it was we built the city and i know the people hate it i kind of think it's a banger <laughs>
1: He told you he was a flipperty jibbit. <laughs> Look at Tierney trying to make our podcast be about the movie we said it would. <laughs> the movie that was promised. We asked these people to review our podcast and then we talk about not our podcast.
2: We've talked about the We've talked about the movie.
1: We have. We've talked an awful lot about Starship today. <laughs> <laughs> it's I blame Mannequin.
2: Which is pretty much what I do all the time. I just blame Mannequin. Mendenhall, that pa- that project's lady's Like, have you seen Mannequin, man? <laughs> all right, take another week. That joke doesn't even make sense, but I'm going to stick by
1: it. Oh, I'm already reworking lyrics to the song Blame Canada for "Play Mannequin. Don't you worry. This week has been a journey.
0: It, it has, it and has. we're not even at sea
2: yet. No. I can't I believe meant
1: we're... emotionally for us. <laughs>
2: right. Well, you gotta take it to the good times, see you through the bad times. Okay, Brad. Enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, it's Friday. Oh no, never mind. Actually, I'm gonna save it for the outro. All right.
0: Oh, Brad, do you want to do another Fairy Tale Friday? We got a fantastic one on Wednesday with your the last of the real. What was it? <laughs>
2: Oh, the uh, last of the book. really great Wang Doodles. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I always like the story of what was it—the Ant and the Grasshopper. I always found that interesting because it's one of those fairy tales that's actually very dark. And then you see how people try to like retell the story, so somehow the you know the grasshopper lives.
0: Wait, so is this is this the where the song High Hopes gets? Is that the Ant and the Grasshopper? I Hopes. the uh, the Rubber
1: Tree Plant and I don't. Think no.
0: So. What's the ant and the grasshopper?
1: The the ant works all summer and the grasshopper plays the fiddle in the background of dramatic conversations like the beginning of this minute, right? Yes. And then in the fall and the winter, the ant takes the grasshopper inside and shares its food because it's a nice ant, Brad. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Brad, you wouldn't make me sad on a Friday, would you? Thank you very much
2: for proving my point. (laughs) So so basically Tierney
0: is the ant... Trying to do a Movies by Minute podcast, <laughs> talking about serious themes like mental health awareness and the great performances of Tom Hanks and all three Meg Ryans.
1: Meg Ryan looks our most Meg Ryanist at the end of this minute, I think, oh, by the way. Her I forgot eyes. to mention that.
2: She, she does so much acting with her eyes yeah. and Meg Ryan really has amazing eyes. Yeah. They're, they're big, they're beautiful, they're very expressive, there's so much movement. Um, it really, a v- very good eye acting.
0: How did you feel about Tom Hanks facial expression when, when she says, do you want to come upstairs? And he says, no. I saw a little bit of a disconnect between his tone of voice and his face.
1: Oh no, I love the way he delivers that. Really? Cause he's like, he's saying no. He's not wavering and saying no, but he's a little bit sad at the same because, again, like I said, this date could have gone so differently. Right. There is an alternate universe in which he and Angelica definitely go upstairs, and he knows that he, like, in the back of his mind, there were points in this evening where he thought maybe that's where this was going, and now he's here, and he's like, no,
0: yeah, and and you and said so that. There's that you read me that poem twice. Nothing is happening tonight.
1: You know what? It really is that end of the date. We're like, nothing's, this is not clicking. We're never going to go on a date again. Not because you're a terrible person or I'm a terrible person. Just there's nothing, nothing happening here between the two of us. And then she basically propositions him. And there's that little part of your reptile brain that's like, well, we got to do it. Right. And it's like. No. So there's that little bit of sadness to his no, but but still saying no, not going back on that. He's not like wavering. And then when she says, do you want to go for breakfast? They're like, sure. And there's it's that same tone, but then there's that little bit of like almost relief, like we could do that. Yeah. That could work.
0: Yeah. I dig it. The place where I saw the disconnect is because I really like that little tone of sadness in his voice when he says no. But if you if you don't hear his voice and if you just freeze frame on his face when he's making that nah, I prefer not. <laughs> that could that could be read as mean. I think if you made if you made a GIF of just him making that nah face, it could be used oh. for yeah, a lot of just do not want situations.
1: I, I do see what you mean. Second forty six. But again, look at her looking at her steering wheel at the road in front of her. She does not look at him until after he does that. Yeah. So she never sees that face.
0: Oh, well, that makes me feel better. What a nice note to end our week on. Angelica has been spared the nah face.
1: It's all gonna work out.
0: It's all gonna, they're gonna have a nice breakfast tomorrow morning.
1: And she almost seems, I've always thought, well, maybe not always, because before I knew what sex was, she seems almost a little relieved he said no to. Am I reading too much into that? Or did anyone else feel that She's way? She's
2: definitely not heartbroken over it. Yeah, it was, it was, she
0: said it as an automatic thing, like, okay, well, this is the point where I ask if we should go upstairs. And so it's its very just rote and automatic for her. And I, I could see that. I could see that. She's
1: so uncomfortable. Then as soon as they're like, but we'll get breakfast, she's like sinking into her seat and just so much, almost like a weight off her shoulders.
0: She's also realizing the next time she sees him, he will not be in this whole tragic turtleneck situation. Now, hopefully he won't come up with an even more ridiculous outfit, but we'll just have to wait until next week to find out.
2: There's a suit. There's a suit she's worried he's going to wear. And it would uh, it would completely turn her off and also turn off tyranny.
1: Callback. I have no response to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Brad, thank you so much for joining us this week. This has been a blast as always. Do you want to remind folks one more time where they can find you on social media?
2: No, no they've all heard that. So we're not going to do that. Um, what I would ask is I want very much for... Uh, you- I think this is a great podcast. I've been listening to it and enjoying it very much and uh, as you sort of called out, you guys need more uh, ratings and reviews. So, uh what we're going to do is uh something that we've done on Cosmic Geppetto several times and let's uh for the next 2 weeks, I want everyone who listens, who's enjoying it to please give a rating review on iTunes and for every rating review we get, we're going to make a donation for $1 for every rating review to the charity of Jarf and Tyranny's Choice. So, let's 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 make that happen.
1: I love it. I think JARF might uh, have a recommendation, perhaps.
2: (laughs) I do. I recommend the
0: Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. And your ratings uh, will help us find a cure to genetic disease that affects the lungs and digestive system. And Cosmic Geppetto has been very generous and supported the foundation in the past. The Movies by Minute community has supported the foundation.
1: The only time I ever saw someone make it rain in real life with... Bills of money floating down was a cystic fibrosis, uh, cystic fibrosis foundation trivia tournament in the final round.
0: See, and that's how we roll. See, It
1: was amazing.
0: We, we accomplish all these things. We've got these great breakthrough treatments that are adding decades to people's lives, and we have a blast while we do it. So yeah. that's what
1: you'll I, be supporting. I don't know if Rick Ingram having to buy a clue on what the name of the boat in the mummy was helped, but it didn't hurt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's definitely a lot less gross than usually how people make it rain. So that's nice to hear. <laughs>
0: Well, Rick Ingram is delightful in other venues. <laughs> that was a <the> line, right?
1: <laughs> we're not going to top that.
0: No, I don't think we can. Outro oh, me. Well, I think it's that time for us to climb aboard the luggage raft and drift off into the sea. So tell me, Tierney, my friend, what shall our destination be?
1: Oh, we're going to rock down to Electric Avenue. <laughs> and then we'll take it higher. <laughs>
2: love
1: it. now i don't know
0: i don't know i don't know where i'm gonna go in the volcano let me say now i don't know i don't know
1: i don't know where i'm gonna go when the volcano, go when the volcano wow something is really different on am a growler